0: Leo should have been here two hours ago, and he wasn't. As a consequence, my 30th birthday celebration dinner has been eaten in a tense silence. My unruly elfin haircut has been glammed up, though I feel like tearing chunks of it out. I'm wearing a fairy tale floaty dress, and it has all been a pointless effort. Emma, my father sighs theatrically, do stop looking at the door. It's not going to make him get here any quicker. I pull out my mobile phone. Maybe I'll just give him a ring. Mobile phones are banned in Ranulph's, and there's a collective gasp around the table, which would have been more suited to me having pulled down the top of my gown to expose my breasts. You'll do no such thing, my father says, snatching the phone from me. He may have had an accident. I'll make bally sure he does one of these days. Daddy? Face it, darling. Mr. Chambers, cosmetic surgeon to the Wannabe Stars, continues unabashed. He's let you down again. You don't know that. I do. My father glances conspicuously at the one empty space at the table. The myriad of cutlery lies untouched, as does the neatly folded napkin in the shape of a fan. He always does. Charles, my mother intervenes, as she does so often in our frequent father-daughter spats. It's Emma's birthday. Don't upset her. I'm not upsetting her, he protests, his voice drowning out the delicate strains of Vivaldi. It's the lovely Leo who's not here. Again. Charles, please. Why can't you find a nice man? My father sweeps his arm expansively across the table. A man like Dickie or Austin. Dickie and Austin the nice men in question, smile in a self-satisfied and distinctly unpleasant way. Dickie and Austin are, unfortunately in my view, married to my older sisters. The sisters who towed the line and found themselves suitable husbands and settled down early to produce the required number of grandchildren, while I, instead, found Leo. Chinless Wonders That's the best way of describing my two brothers-in-law. Austin is a farmer, a gentleman farmer, possessed of acres of rolling farmland, fat, special breed sheep, and his own brand of dairy ice cream sold in theatres throughout the country. Arabelle, my eldest sister, is deemed to have married well, even though she has to sleep with someone who is ruddy, rotund, and sports an excess of nasal hair. Her three children range from angelic to the spawn from hell. Dickie imports antique carpets and sells them out of a quaintly overpriced shop in a pretty little town in the heart of the Cotswolds, the sort of place that is lined with similar shops, but where you can't buy a fresh vegetable or a newspaper. My brother-in-law spends a lot of his time in the third world, probably being extraordinarily obnoxious to people less fortunate than himself and ripping them off with unfair prices. Fair trade is not a term Dickie is familiar with. All his carpets are probably woven by the calloused hands of small children for a few rupees, and aren't antique at all. But Dicky is loaded, and that counts for a lot in my father's world. Dicky is moderately passable in the looks department, if you discount the burgeoning businessman's paunch but he's crushingly boring on every other level, unless you're interested in the intricacies of carpets, of course. My brother-in-law also has a problem with self-esteem, far too much of it. The middle sister of the Chambers clan is Clara, and, despite having two hyperactive school-aged children, she still manages to conduct a long-term affair with their gardener, Darren, whenever Dickie sets foot on another continent. And to be honest, I can't say that I blame her. I, however, have been dating Leo for the last five years. Dating is the right term. I never know with Leo whether he'll be around for the next week or not. It isn't that he's a womanizer or anything like that. Leo would have absolutely no idea where to start when it comes to seducing a woman. I'm never going to find him locked in the understairs cupboard at a party with my best friend. He doesn't have it in him. Leo might well.